It's Radio Free Toad Bag, episode 76, and I'm Donovan. And I'm Arthur. And this week, special, super special friend of the show, platinum tier friend of the show, uh, we got Maria Seneca with us. Hi, guys. What's going on? What's popping? Oh, nothing. Just being special over here. Very excited to be on the show with you guys. Hell yeah. Been looking forward to this. <laughs> Me too. Uh, we, are, we are very excited, too. Uh, Maria is a friend of mine here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what your compliment to me was after listening to the show, but it's it's the best we've received. I think you told me that like this could be like a legit like famous radio show or something along those lines, yeah. and that's the best thing that anybody has ever said of us. So I was like, okay, fuck yeah, you gotta you gotta be on here. Well, I just really like how relevant all of the episodes feel. You know, it it often feels like. Um, I don't know, like podcasts are very niche in a way and Radio Free Tote Bag really feels like it just like, okay, you want to just talk about relationships and sort of leave everything else at the door. Let's do it. And it's very refreshing. We do sometimes talk about video games and cat husbandry. <laughs> yeah, I'm well aware of that. That's part of the appeal of the show. <laughs> special, special episodes. I yeah. wanted to thank Thank you, though. That's uh, I think that's kind of why we got into doing the thing is because, I don't know, it's something everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping to bring a, a perspective of advice for people that, you know, isn't uh, horrible, awful bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's an escape without the hangover. <laughs> I, uh, I, wanted, I wanted to mention before we got into the show uh, that this episode is coming out late. Because I had to go day drink with a friend of mine. <laughs> Crucial. <laughs> I drank... Far too much and wasted my entire couple days off just being hungover and sad. <laughs> That's the spirit. That yeah. is the spirit. Yeah, we're we're here. We're putting all the effort into saving relationships. Uh, we're always here, except for when Arthur drinks twelve white claws in a row <laughs> at his buddy's place. That's right. He was on furlough. This is something that we were talking about while I was down there. Uh, so he got furloughed from his job for a week. Basically, his job told him to like uh, you know fuck off for a week. We're not paying you. Um, and, uh, he looked into it and you can only file for unemployment if you have a furlough of two weeks or greater, which means that companies can furlough you for two weeks and then use taxpayer money to subsidize you essentially. So more corporate welfare, uh, and rugged individualism for regular folks. Damn, 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 damn. We love it. Yeah. Big fan. Don't get me started because Donovan will shoot me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no Bernie versus Warren debates on this podcast. We will keep it. We will keep it to the uh, to the topic of relations. We're just going to say same team. We'll just say same team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, so this week with the question box, Maria had suggested that uh so you are you are a trans woman and you suggested that instead of our usual um just kind of relationship questions that we have kind of an AMA where people could ask you questions about dating uh, as a trans woman um do we want to get right into the questions here do we want to give some context what are you what are you feeling um yeah i think uh we can just dive right into the question and then maybe we can contextualize um as we answer the questions Sounds good. Good times. Cool, cool. Uh, Well, so our first one in here was um, 
Uh, so when did you know you were a woman and wanted to transition? Um, I, I don't know how much you guys have heard about the trans community, but it's sort of a cliche that oftentimes when people, when guys or, or girls that are trans say that they're trans, they say that they felt it from a very early age. Um, and I'd say that I knew that I was different. <laughs> I, I swear this sounds like I'm reading it off the most cliche line ever, but it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, I felt like I was very different. I just didn't really have the words to really articulate what the difference was. And then there was like little things that that I did without really thinking about it that would get picked on for like being hyper feminine or something, you know, like I'd sit a weird way and then like some dude like in a friend group would would like whistle and then I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, why are you whistling? And they'd be like, oh, well, look at how you're sitting and shit like that. So growing up in a border city, like machismo, it's like this Mexican, maybe just South American concept of like hyper masculinity. It forced me to repress that a lot. And it sort of has been a journey from my youth up until about two years ago when I began transitioning of like putting the pieces together in a piecemeal fashion and interacting with different information outputs or, you know, like uh, sources, especially the internet being like, damn, I can really relate to this, uh, like to these narratives. And I, I, I'm under the impression that that's how most people, most trans people come to realize that they're in fact trans. Um, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's gotta be rough. I mean, especially being around our age and I mean, I'm sure today even, yeah, uh, we're, we're all late twenties, you know, I'm sure as a kid, (laughs) like it's difficult and I'm trying to figure out, you know, where the fuck you are in the world and like what, what things are and kids are fucking terrible to each other. (laughs) Um, so I'm sure that's gotta be extra tough when you, you know, there's no like outlet given to you. Like you never... Nobody ever teaches you, you know, as a child, uh, I'm sure like if if you're not feeling, if you don't feel like connected to like this gender role that's been kind of voiced upon you by society, like there's no, you know what I mean? There's no instruction for that. Like there's no, Hey, you can, there are like options, uh, around that. It's yeah. just kind of like, if you're any different then then kids are going to fucking pick on you. Cause that's what they do. That sucks. Yeah. That suck. And just to like add on that, what's trippy and what I think is sort of interesting is that as I was, um, I guess, growing up, the the kids that you're talking about, like, obviously, yeah, you will get called out, especially in the environment that we live in. Um, so I, I was actually really good at repressing, like, um, my, my femininity. I, I don't really know what to call it without sounding crazy, but... Um, yeah, as I was growing up through middle school and high school, I had like little moments, you know, where I'd really like question like, hey, what is all this? I definitely have like existential angst when I was like 11, which I think is like wrong on its own. But I was pretty good at being a cishead guy. You know, I developed a relationship. (sighs) I was like living the dream for what most people would assume a dream would be. But it just still felt wrong, you know? You just have to live how you are. It eventually comes out. True. Yeah. You were 
you were saying too, you kind of, you kind of had some help with that. Mm. Uh, you said going on the internet. Was there like a particular forum or anywhere that you that you felt like was good and supportive for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Reddit. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> <laughs> Reddit is super good for everyone. Um, but yeah, if I could do a shout out to um, on Reddit, there's this really great um, community called Trans. It's it literally is spelled out like that, just like a shitload of A's and N's. <laughs> and it has some of the best memes you will ever um, see. Like, legit, there's literally cis people on there calling themselves out going, like, I'm not even trans, but I just come here for the memes. Because <laughs> they're so, so good. So um, I would definitely recommend that as a good source of dark humor. Dark. There is no dark humor like the dark humor of trans people. If you don't believe me, just... Google contrapoints the darkness yeah. and you will see what we are talking about. Hell but yeah. <laughs> um yeah, there's a lot of good humor and it's also a great way to meet other trans individuals and see sort of how they're coping with a lot of the trials and tribulations that we just naturally are forced to face. But anyway. <laughs> that that's fucking good to hear too. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm sure that just has to that's just kind of the deal with Reddit depends what corner you're in. True. But it can be frustrating that there's, you see a bunch of fucking racist and transphobic and right wing garbage around that site. Like regardless of where you go. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm glad to hear like at least, at least in that corner that there's like, you know, it is a platform for like support systems like that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it does fairly get a bad rap. Cause again, I don't know when you have the anonymous names, I think people just get in there and you know, shitheads who got nothing better to do are going to go be shitheads. Yeah. Uh, that's absolutely true. And I just, um, just to add on that really, really quick, I think it's also a really good median for like these uh, groups of people to interact because oftentimes what people say on the right or transphobes hate is like a sort of like this paper image of, of a group, uh, say for example, trans, and I, I don't want to get too like, I don't know, uh, controversial here, but obviously those people, those people, people are going to talk about, you know, quote unquote traps and all these different things. Um, and I think really opening up the context, even if it's just like this back and forth, you know, trolling or whatever, just engaging one another. It's it's a great way to to just get a lot of the ignorance out, which I think gets a lot of the stigma out, especially because a lot of people that hate on the LGBT community are probably somewhere deep down inside members of the LGBT community. Yep. <laughs> With you all due respect. It, you see it all the time. It's like, you know, a senator will vote against trans oh rights gosh. or back when gay marriage was a thing, like mm-hmm. was a was a hot button issue. And then, uh, you know, they're trying to hook up with dudes at the fucking <laughs> airport. Like it happens all the time. That is so true. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Did you ever have a moment, like we talked about um, feeling different and not necessarily uh, knowing mm-hmm. exactly where you wanted to end up. Was there a moment like when you encountered uh, transgender people for the first time and you went, it me, I'm that? Did that, like, did you have like a click where like, holy shit, yeah. this whole thing has been this? Um. Well, actually, that's really funny you ask. 
when I first saw trans people, they had been so stigmatized in popular culture that I was sort of horrified when, wow. I, when I was first exposed to just the notion of transgender. And I also think it was because I was raised a Mexican Catholic, which I think is like really, really, really condensed form of Catholicism and repression and guilt. But that's like a whole other topic. Um, so yeah, when I first engaged, you know, queerness and people really owning, uh, their diversity and their gender, um, I, I was really shocked at first. And since I was like in full blown, full blown repression mode, I, like I mentioned, you know, the people that are most, um, intolerant without like arbitrarily intolerant towards the community are mostly the ones that deeply want to join it. And I feel as if I was one of them, not so much because I'd go out of my way to like harass gay people or trans people or whatever, but just in my sort of um, not, you know, uh, natural repulsion towards them without really digesting who they might be as an individual. And I think that's a huge problem that that should really be addressed. Fuck yeah. Sort of a thing where... I don't know if somebody's feeling feeling that like deep down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it's that if they see some of themselves, um, like in, in, in the trans community or in the gay community, but they're repressing it? Are you, are you saying you kind of feel like that? Just that kind of dredges up like a fear reaction if they haven't, if you know, if they've been repressing it. I don't know. I, I I'm sure that's definitely one of the scenarios, but I think it's just that people deal with repression one way or another, but there's always going to be an interest there. So they're go- if there's an interest, there's a need for attention. And, you know, people like to get attention in a good way or a bad way. And I think that's that's probably one of the pathways that leads some people to be like just complete idiots around, you know, around people in the LGBT community or any other marginalized group, to be honest. I remember the first time I heard the term bisexual. I went, by yeah. what now? I was like, by what now? <laughs> and they were like, by bisexual, it means that you're attracted to both. And I went, yeah. I, I could, Bingo. I could be that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. Like, and you know, there's really? a lot of stigma around that too. I'm sure people have been like, um, Arthur, can you make up your mind? You can't have your cake and eat it too kind of shit. Yep. And it's like, come on. like, come Or on. like. Uh, I dated I dated a woman for a very long time. She was bisexual as well. And what we always used to say to people is like, look at the two of us. When we have sex, is that straight? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> like, just take a look. Yeah. Well, yeah, bisexual power. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Trans power as well. Thank you. Yeah. Just... People power. I'm sorry if that's if that's too corny and cringy. Just cut that shit out. <laughs> Horn that shit. <laughs> we'll th- we'll throw in an air horn. Air horning yourself. We'll throw in an air horn just for you. That's yeah. a first. We that is the first self air horn uh, in RFTV history. Oh shoot! Well, I don't want to get too self-deprecative here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so I got I got our uh, I got our other question here in the box. All we right. were talking about this before. The the wording is is a little is a little hard to follow on this. So I'm I'm gonna read it. Maybe we can figure out what it means. Um, but what is what is the thing most cis people need to know to help them be more direct and speak their truth when they're afraid of saying the wrong thing? Mm. What uh, I mean, first off, what do we can we try to sum this up? I think the second time that I'm hearing it now. Um, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm going to use my dad as an example, just because he's a good one. But I love the old man. And, um, and here he goes under the bus. So um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's, it's definitely, as, as we were talking about earlier, it, it can definitely be uncomfortable when you're put in a situation where you're cis and heterosexual and you're you're facing, um, you know, somebody who's like very comfortable with expressing their queerness, for lack of better words. And queerness will just encompass LGBT, not to umbrella people, but just so that we can have an easy conversation about it. So what my dad did is he, obviously he loves me. He's very caring, but he just didn't really know how to address me because for a long time, he had known me as this one individual, you know, he had nicknames for me like Buddy and he just had like a whole life that he was, he had been living with me and it can come as a shock to somebody to like have to deal with them, whether it's like a relationship that you had with them over a long period of time, like my dad, or if you're just meeting somebody um, like at a party or something and, and you don't really know how to interact with them, I'd say it's so simple, just interact with them like as in the same fashion that you'd want somebody to interact with you yeah um and and i think that when you make mis when one makes mistakes especially when dealing with trans people who might be early in their transition and their gender really might be ambiguous it's best to just remain um fully transparent um because then that sort of um, then it'll seem genuine, you know, but as soon as you're like trying to stay ahead of it and predict and and perhaps be overly apologetic, that's when everything goes to shit. And just to really emphasize that last part and finish it off, I think that's the worst part. I think when individuals make mistakes um, and they profusely apologize or they over apologize, then it just ends up flipping the whole scenario so that, you know, they become the victim and then blah, blah, blah. So mm -hmm. profusely apologizing is definitely not the way to do it. Just be casual and be like, okay, how would I want to be treated in the same situation? It's really that simple. Okay. I, I will take this as advice that I might need. Uh, some years ago, um, I dead named a friend of mine who was uh, doing burlesque. Okay. I, didn't, I did not understand that my friend was transitioning. Right. And I thought they were doing drag. Right. So Ouch. I so I introduced them by their dead name to Ouch. to a friend of mine and uh Damn. haven't spoken to them since. Owie. Well, I don't think that sucks. You, that, that sucks that, so bad. I fucked that, all the way up. I mean, it's totally normal. That actually reminds me of a really funny story. It's normal, and it just happens, and it sucks so bad. But that's not your fault, to be honest. Like, um, 
you know, situations come up. Like, um, I took the liberty of telling this group of people that I was trans. Um, and once you tell people, no matter how, you know, blendy, 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 time for the word of the day, blendy means how well you <laughs> look like the gender which you identify in a way that you can't really be distinguished as trans out of the crowd. So, you know, despite how blendy you might be, once somebody knows that you're trans, they're very likely going to misgender you. And if you dare tell them what your dead name was, they'll definitely use it once or another. So anyway, I told these group of people that I was trans. This We go to this party. <laughs> this dude misgenders me and goes like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then... um. Like, as he misgenders me in front of this whole group of people, it gets awkward. This, like, girl comes up. She's doing introductions. <laughs> the guy introduces himself. He says, hi, my name is Michael. <laughs> and then she looks to me. Something weird happened where she looked to me to introduce herself, but she didn't hear what Michael's name was. So I was like, his name is Michael. <laughs> and then she looks at me and goes like, your name is Michael? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and my name, my dead name was not Michael. And she might have just genuinely been like, wait, did you just say your name is Michael? But these are the kinds of shits that trans people are keen on. I'm like, holy fuck, do I look like a Michael? <laughs> <laughs> so it happens, Arthur. Like, don't feel bad. It sucks for trans people because we don't know what the intentions are, but that's why being transparent just puts it at ease because it's like, okay, you know what? You fucked up. Oh, well. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll try to stop feeling bad about it. Yeah, reach out to them. I will. I will do that. Yes. That's a score. That's a win. You're okay. an ally. Oh, I'm an ally. <laughs> <laughs> Officially. Fuck yeah. I think that's a good answer, too, because I just reckon, I don't know, I, I, I'm somebody who's got anxiety. And yeah. if I had another aspect of my life that was just, it just, people just kept bringing this shit up. Like, you know what I mean? If, if it's it's the person that you are, I feel like it would just become a huge pain in the ass for to constantly have that brought up and people like being overly apologetic. I feel like I'd be like, like, just fucking let it go. Like, I just want to, you know. I want to live my life and and talk to people and and like do these things without, you know, having somebody fall to pieces when, when they messed up, I can see how that would like, even besides being like kind of offensive, even just get irritating at a certain point. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, it does, especially because it, it sort of steals who you are. Like when you're, and this is only applies to trans people, I believe. So if somebody dead names you or or misgenders you, they're what's essentially happening inside of a trans person's, you know, understanding of that is like you're you're essentially forcing me back into an identity that I didn't want to associate with. And everything that I've built up so far is just like getting thrown out the window. And yeah, it just it feels like somebody's robbing you or something. So I know what you're talking about. I'm sure. And especially that being like a very personal thing, like you don't want to just get into that with some fucking stranger. And so I, I don't know that would that would I, I could just see that being a real fucking pain in the ass if it were to happen repeatedly. 
It's like you're like just some person I just met. I don't want to give you my fucking life story if yeah. we've known each other for 30 seconds. Well, you got to do that, some, especially when you're dating. You have to do that because the, it can get real ugly if if like your date finds out you're trans like in a in an unexpected way, you know, like if uh, I don't know. Whatever thing happens that lets them know that you're trans after they've met you or after they've already fantasized what your life will be like, um, <laughs> you know, together, what your kids will look like. That happened to me before, which is a little crazy. Um, oh, no. Yeah, they'll have, you know, you have to tell people that you're trans, but it's like a catch-22 because you tell them and they can be either really mean or whatever. But if you don't tell them, then you can have a great time. But then you have this like impending doom of like, oh shit, I really have to tell them at some point because I'm just digging a hole deeper and deeper and deeper. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So don't Fuck do that. that. Yeah. Dating's already it's anxiety inducing enough as is. I'm sure that just adds another, <laughs> you know, an, another level to it. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that it's okay to kill some people? It's okay to k- kill trans and homosexual people in some states in the United States. It's called like trans panic defense, and then the gay panic defense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. You gotta stay safe out here. That's what some fucking some fucking group of assholes wrote that into law just to give us if you ever if you ever think that, you know, our our country is fucking pure and wonderful, just remember that some of the people running this country sat down and decided that needed to be a law. <laughs> that's fucking awful. Yeah. Well It's what uh it's what kept me from coming out for a long time. Uh oh. when those those dudes killed Matt Shepard. In, where Damn. was that? Somewhere in the Dakotas, right? And uh, I was like, well, can't ever tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy you're living your truth because it feels nice, right? Feels like It really does. Yeah. It's one less thing off your shoulders. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I still got plenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just one. I still got 99 bitches or problems or whatever. <laughs> well, Marie, I reckon I reckon here your your dating life has to be going pretty well because I think we hung out a couple months ago yeah. uh, with some of our other friends here. Uh-huh. And I think you had literally just been on two dates in a row. Yeah. And you were asking whether you, whether you should just, these like Tinder dates, whether you should just bring them with and fucking roll the dice on it. Yeah. <laughs> so do, I mean, do you do you feel like you're at a good place with uh with dating and all that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it feels like I'm in a phenomenal place with dating and sometimes it feels like I'm in a in a shitty shitty rut. Um I'd say <sighs> dates go well generally. Um but you know, it's not only finding people that are like okay with me being a trans woman but then you also have to like them you know and that's right (laughs) that's what i'm saying and um it's it's hard out here no offense to anybody that i've been on a tinder date with but it's just hard finding people that you relate with and you know 
you can identify um, in more ways than just sexually because, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you want a little bit more than that. That is true. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know, a little <laughs> cuddle, a little Netflix, a little not doing shit. <laughs> Sounds ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But dating's good. Dating overall is good. Um, Donovan knows I'm bougie, so that that helps. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is very fucking accurate. Even even your cat has a little has a little bit of a bougie aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just always on fleek. <laughs> All right, well, that that brings us through the question box. And, uh, Maria, I have to ask you our traditional question uh, on the show, which is uh, what what's the most just kind of embarrassing, uh, shitty, just kind of date experience or relationship experience that you've had? Okay, I'm going to hit you with a, with a weird one because I'll be the shitty person in the experience nice. for this story. <laughs> We can drop another so, air horn on you. It'll be yeah, cool. <laughs> I don't know if I want to have two air horns on me, but fine. <laughs> um, so this was when I was presenting as male. Um, so I used to be uh, a bit of a player, which is terrible. And uh, I was in college and there was this German girl who was a foreign exchange student. And we had the most wonderful, wonderful experience in time. And, uh, there was this other girl, um, she was local and we were also hooking up. So essentially, uh, uh, they were split up most, most of the time, but there was a party at the end of the year where they ended up meeting up and I did ended up just being, I don't know why I stayed in, but I was just watching, uh, attack on Titan or something. and and all of a sudden i started getting texts from both of them bringing up how like one of them was asking me if i had slept with the other and just you know that whole kind of jerry springer mess and they rolled up to my house (laughs) 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 as a team yeah as a fucking team right and they were just so determined because i was a little liar like i was lying through my teeth i was like i so embarrassing i was like i never slept with her (laughs) so essentially we spent like two hours with them going like we fucking know you slept you know you've been sleeping with both of us so then i finally gave up and it was super awkward but since the you know since um the german girl was a foreign exchange student we had made plans for her to come up to dc (laughs) to um you know to visit and it en- it ended up still happening. So after this whole yeah. fiasco, she came up to DC and because she had to, you know, she um, <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of friends that were gonna visit me and stay with me, and we were just gonna go visiting, and it was fun, but it was very awkward. And I'd say that's probably gotta be her worst dating experience. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. I love it when guests that's- bring a twist. Yeah. That. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive people skills too to to handle that fucking two what's the word for that? Two spurned lovers at once. Yeah. What'd you call that? Um I, 
fuckery. I don't know. I don't know if I handled that. <laughs> I, I like I like fuckery. There's some intense fuckery. <laughs> yeah, intense fuckery is a good one. Anyway, sorry God, sorry mom, sorry anybody listening who hates me now. <laughs> we uh, I think we're gonna shoo the air horn on that one. Okay. Um, uh, but maybe get into some Reddit fuckery here. What do we say? Let's do it. I'm into it. All right. All right, because uh, accidentally kissed grandfather on lips. Yum. <laughs> Hi, Reddit. Hi. This is a throwaway for obvious reasons. <laughs> Before three weeks, I had my name day. What? My grandfather and I are pretty close, and he wanted to hug me. I said okay and hugged him, then socially kissed him on the lips. But when he tried to kiss back... He kissed me accidentally on lips for two seconds. I am a straight 18-year-old male. He is a 75-year-old. <laughs> the question is, was that moment inappropriate or homosexual? And as posted by, it is not a real account. It's definitely homosexual. Yeah. yeah but that's okay. That's appropriate. Grandpa. But it's inappropriate in that they're related. <laughs> but the age and the homosexuality is all good okay i would just want to take a second yeah. and i want to count two seconds <laughs> okay and we're gonna start now that is the length of the kiss they had that's a pretty long fucking kiss that's a long grandpa kiss for sure. Yes. I feel okay. I feel like I would have to disagree with that. If there was some tongue involved, like if grandpa got some <laughs> tongue in there, <laughs> that is long as fuck. That two seconds is far too long. I feel like a millisecond is too long. But if it's just like a little, like I, don't Italian people do that or like I don't know, people from Prague like kiss each other if, as a yeah. sign of respect. Absolutely. Maybe grandpa's the... just doing that. A lot of times it's the two cheeks. You give them the cheeks. Mm. So not the lips. But not. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of the lips. Not the tongue. No, not a lot of tongue. <laughs> so like, man, you know how old dudes get that white shit around the corner of their mouth? <laughs> yeah, that's gross. <laughs> oh my. Uh, um, Jesus yeah. Christ! What a graphic image. Oh uh, God. The, the fact I'm, I'm just gonna say like the the way this is written. Uh, and he said, socially kissed him on the lips. Mm-hmm. I mean, I reckon this isn't this isn't the states. This is somewhere. Right. This is kind of the social norm. Name day uh, is another giveaway for that, which is like it's like <laughs> a um, like Latin Europe essentially. So like oh. Italy and Spain, they do name days for birthdays. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Did the grandpa like smirk afterwards? Yeah, we need we need details. Did he did he ask for your number <laughs> afterwards? He, yeah, uh, big giveaways. Tell you he looked thick. Yeah. <laughs> Inappropriate no, text I, from I, your I, granddad. I, did he text you afterwards saying, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you Just up? WID. <laughs> you yeah, up you from up. your granddad. <laughs> no, I, th- I th- this is just an awkward situation. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's. Pr- if it was intentional in your grandpa's part, it's obviously fucking inappropriate. Like if it was intentional beyond just kind of like this social kiss you're doing, I don't, but I don't, didn't, he says he kissed him on the lips and then he kissed me accidentally on the lips for, is it the length of it that he's bothered about? I mean, I'm it's, a little lost at that part. It seems like it's gotta be the length. 
Yeah. Or perhaps it was the girth of the kiss. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the I'm surface just, area this... of mouth to mouth. Wait, yeah, it was maybe way too much. Maybe the white shit on the corner got it. Okay, there. so <laughs> I just don't understand how I get two air horns and this dude who accidentally kissed his grandpa for two seconds with the white shit around his mouth doesn't get it, like, on the drop. <laughs> All right, there. Well, okay. you called yep. in one air horn, and then two of your fucking partners came over to your house to bitch you out. <laughs> That's pretty. <laughs> I feel like now I just want to collect as many fucking air horns as I can. You could you get could, some well, kind of record. Send a new RFTV <laughs> record. Yeah, we'll send you some sort of golden air horn. Nice. <laughs> Serious answer in the con- in the context of this. I don't think that's that's it's that big a of a deal. I don't it's know. People hold hugs for a certain yeah. length. If it's the social norm to kiss somebody on the lips, like like Maria said, as long as he's not fucking slipping tongue in there, <laughs> I feel like that that's not that's not that off. I guarantee. You know? I guarantee he's not thinking about it, unless. Yeah, oh, you God. never know. <laughs> and I mean, and if so, that's that's a whole fucking bad can of worms. That's just not not the impression I get. Sure. Um. Yeah. If it happens so, again, no. he should slap him. Yeah. Like, there. You, there you go. There yeah. You go. No poppy. Slap your granddad. No poppy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. If it, I mean, but definitely, if this if this turned into some kind of thing where like you got the impression that he's trying to come on to you, like that, yeah, that is that is fucked up. Um, <laughs> but but again, I don't I I I don't think that's what's I don't think that's no. what's going on. No. 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 And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but just I don't know if I should even be laughing at this, but but ask, was the moment inappropriate or homosexual? Like I'm just picturing like if you kiss your grandpa, dude, you're gay with your grandpa from then on out. That's the fucking law. <laughs> That's it. You're like destroying this guy's psyche. Like he's never gonna look at his grandpa the same. <laughs> We're just over here having a ball at the expense of this dude's fucking <laughs> uh, No, I think I, I think you're fucking good. I think it's awkward. I think you forget about it. If, yeah. if it somehow becomes like a thing, okay, you know, w- watch out. That's a whole different fucking matter. I just don't get the impression that's what that is. I think you would have included like more details on this if you thought this was like your grandpa being a fucking creep or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's just a little awkward. Old people are fucking awkward. You know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. If your grandpa calls you little homie gay ass, then it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there we go. Okay. I don't want to talk about the white shit around uh, old people's lips anymore. What is that stuff? This next question. (laughs) It's just like a collection of spit and like dead matter from their lips. They're dying in real time in front of you and it's evident on their fucking mouth. Oh my gosh. Uh, Oh boy. Okay. Isn't that what old people smell is? Oh my. Oh. I read that somewhere. That's literally what it is. I'm going to confirm real quick. <laughs> Arthur, get you want to start on this next okay, question? Okay, here we go. All right, just right. pop in yeah, appropriately just pop, just with this. Pop in, pop in okay. with the new info. Okay, old people smell source. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> distressing photos on BF's 24M phone. <gasps> I 20F have been dating my boyfriend 24M for less than three months, but we worked together for five months beforehand, and we progressed to a serious, committed relationship very quickly. I have been open and honest about my dating background, and I always share when he asks me questions. However, when I reciprocate with questions about his dating, he dances around real answers. Additionally, there are numerous inconsistencies in his stories about his most prominent ex uh, when we are friends and now. From when we are friends and now. 
this has made me feel suspicious because he is so unwilling to be upfront. Naturally, because I'm a paranoid snoop, I went through his phone to find ellipsis around 50 photos of his ex-girlfriend 24f's diaries sketches and childhood photos taken when he house sat for her parents a month ago and a series of explicit texts to an unknown number should i bring this up to him now that i'm aware and i'm even more uncomfortable or should i avoid it because i snooped that was posted by to be or not to be Damn. That is the question. Yeah. The yeah. other question is why do old people smell like that? The answer is and apparently apparently the culprit is uh two nona nonanol. Uh it's one of the breakdown of uh certain chemicals that that are breaking down as you age. Mm. And uh there's different bacteria and shit on your skin throughout the stages of your life. It also suggests that in this study uh, people tend to find the scent more unpleasant when they know it's coming from an older person that suggests there's likely some age discrimination in play and how people preserve perceived body odor. Okay. Damn, dude, I fucking, oh. I mean, I just hate old people. That's awful. Yeah, that's not fair old for people. old people. Cause I feel like <laughs> if you smell something and then somebody tells you that it came out of a butthole, <laughs> obviously you're going to be like, okay, that's way more terrible. Same with the old that's... person. Like you're smelling something and you're like, okay, that smells kind of weird. And then you're like, oh, it's coming from that old person. Oh, fuck that. It's like, oh, poor old, per- poor old people. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was Asper cream and the specter of death is what I thought. Oh my God. I, I like that answer better. Yeah, uh, we'll go with that. <laughs> I as, wish it was that canon. <laughs> <laughs> but what what about what about this this lady's situation where she goes snooping through her boyfriend's phone because she's like, man, he's like dodging around these questions about his ex, and like mm-hmm. I've been real upfront, and he won't give me a straight fucking answer, and then finds fifty photos of his ex girlfriend's diaries and sketches. That sounds mad shade, mad shading childhood photos. An explicit text. An explicit text to an unknown number. I think that's enough to just fucking... Yeah. Yep, there they were. Them horns came around again. Horned that bitch. That's four. Nice. <laughs> yeah. For real, I think the, expl- the explicit text is what tipped me over. I was like, okay, this is definitely shady. Yeah, man. I can't believe he didn't share what, like, at least one text. Or she didn't share one text or any of that. Yeah, can we get some of the, can we get some of the juicy details? Yeah. Don't they know we're making a radio program right now? Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, de- detail wise, I'm going through this, and I'm just kind of wondering why this dude's house sitting for his girlfriend's ex a, a month or his ex girlfriend's parents a month ago. That's weird. Kinda, that's a little odd. Maybe they're that like is- in the same church or something. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They do that, that shit. They do that they really shit do. over there. They really do. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, okay, so what is the utility of having your ex-girlfriend's diaries on your phone? Like, what do you get out of that? I've Okay, so if he just got these after house-sitting her parents, let's see, he's been with this. He's been with this gal for, for less than three months, so I assume this is like a relatively at least semi-recent ex. Yeah, also he's 24, so I don't know. It can't be that long ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like 
Yeah, people get people get Snoopy and fucking curious about exes. You, like you know, like I, I people stalk Facebooks and shit like that, and it always sends you into a spiral because it's a dumb fucking thing to do. True. I yeah. feel like this is just an extension of this shit. Like he's he's house sitting for his ex's parents, comes across the diary, maybe knows about the diary, you know, because they they fucking dated, mm-hmm. and he's like, huh, I wonder, like, wonder what's been going on in her life. Wonder if she's, uh, you know, if she's seeing seeing anybody else. So I get, I, I like it's sketchy and fucked, but I at least get the motivation behind the diary part. Have you guys as ever far as the snooped? sketches and childhood photos? What the fuck is up with that shit? Yeah, yeah, man. Have you guys ever snooped on someone? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's like a fuck yeah. Reading, <laughs> full on reading like a diary or some shit. No, just like I've also phone. got a straight. No, 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 no. I've got it. We've talked about that on this show. Even in like the shitty relationship I was in in college. Yeah. I like, I always just fucking draw a line on that. And I think everybody should in relationships. If you're at the point, you know, where you're scooting through your, your SO's phone, that's just, it shows that that's a lot of distrust there. You have no context for anything you're seeing. I just, I feel like that's a sign of a, a very like unstable, distrusting relationship. Yeah. I have like great rolled through old Facebook posts and shit. Yeah. Usually, like post breakup, and you're like, "Oh, what are they doing?" Uh, but again, that, I think that's also a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get anything out of that shit except for feeling bad. True. And in a relationship, you're not getting anything but sabotaging, sabotaging the relationship. Yeah, I agree. Although shit, in this case, I, you know, I'd say don't check the phone, but she did. She found the sketchy shit, and. Uh, uh, fucking, you're less than three months in. That's a real bad sign. But like you yeah. mentioned, like if you don't have the context, then then what does one really know? Like, what does she really know? Not not really anything. You know, she has a whole bunch of different clues, but she can't make a picture out of it because she snooped. So mm. it's just like making it worse, in my opinion. No, I I, I agree. I don't know how much you can say. You know, like a hundred percent. Hey, this guy is cheating. But just on surface level, like you did this thing. Okay, you saw the explicit texts. Uh-huh. You know, if that was in the past couple months, I mean, that's fucking that's emotional cheating. And uh, with the childhood photos, why? He's, why he, is he, he is at least he's photos? at least obsessed with his ex to some degree. To have photos from like, okay, so it's maybe one thing to you see your house sitting for your ex's parents. Weird. And then uh, you go into her childhood bedroom, also weird. You go digging around, you find her diary. And in her panty drawer. Oh, in diary. In the panty drawer. Yeah. <laughs> so you dig through the panty drawer, you find the diary. And, you know, I can't say that I wouldn't be somewhat curious if I ran into my ex's diary. I might read it. But then <laughs> to, like, take photographs of the diary. To make sure yeah, that shit happens. excessive. That's like... That's like where I was is not great. Where this person is is like a whole other level. <laughs> it's it's bad, and you know, should you bring this up to him? Um, I definitely don't avoid it. You know, you snooped, sure, but this is pretty damning fucking evidence of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's certainly not good. You got to bring an as indictment as, to the grand jury. As as far as should you bring it up though, I feel like you should just dump this dude. This yeah. is sketchy. You've been together yeah. for less than three months. What the fuck is he gonna say that explains any of this shit? Mm-hmm. Oh, she fucking called me. Uh, she knew I was house sitting for her parents, and she was like, "Hey, uh, I need I need to see fifty pages of my diary right now." 
Uh, also, do you have? A, I need a couple pictures of when I was seven. Can you send that to me? Real quick? <laughs> right. And also some it's naughty texts. And some yeah, it, it's just a mess. Or just that, fucking dump this dude. That might be his grandpa though. In his defense. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Guest callback. He's all like, "Hey, you missed that white shit around my lips, baby." <laughs> Oh no! Very I've good, got the Maria. Name Very this, good. I've got the name of this episode all fucking set now. <laughs> all right, horn this fucker, fucking dump this guy. Uh, I hate it. What do we got next? I don't know. Wait, you, you should probably read it. Yeah, it's me. Okay, <laughs> sex during winter? Question mark. Hey guys, uh, so look, uh, I'm a dumb ass 35 year old virgin ass. Yeah, yeah uh, you yesterday, are, Donovan. <laughs> yesterday I went to do my usual running, uh, and it was pretty cold. Uh, even when I was running, it was cold. Also, when you hop in the shower during winter, it's super cold when you take the clothes off. Uh, so for you experienced gals and dudes, how do you have sex during the winter? I'm gonna sound sexist. But women tend to be cold most of the time. At work during the summer, women bring those lightweight, long sleeve sweaters because they find it pretty cold inside the building. So my question is, do you guys have any tricks to stay warm during sex? I don't think this question is dumb. I was actively running, and I was still cold. Does the amount of sex time lower during the winter? (laughs) Do you guys waste money on turning up the heat during sex? I'm guessing most of you only have sex in the bed during winter. I'm sorry, I know these questions are pretty dumb. Like I said, I'm a dumbass virgin wondering how you normal humans commit the act when it's cold. Thank you for your patience. Damn. <laughs> Yayo, 1983. Okay. Damn. That's a cokehead virgin. Never heard of one. It's true. <laughs> okay. That is true. Huh. Good question, though. So are you guys going to tackle this earnestly? I, I, yeah, okay. yeah I, have, I have a real, real ass answer. I feel like if you are cold during Bone Zone, <laughs> then you're not doing it right. I fully concur. Yeah. Like, I'm always hotter than shit. Like, I'm turning on a fan in, like, January, you know? Like, I gotta, I gotta cool down. But the girls aren't. You well, know? you know, she can she can wear a sweater. It doesn't matter. <laughs> a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> some booties. <laughs> some some <No>. earmuffs. <laughs> oh, that's 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 fucking hot. That's my cake right there. Uh, put, put on the full fucking parka, you know. I I take it I hope it's got a zipper. I don't know how you pee in the in the freezing cold parts of the fucking world. I don't I don't fucking know. Turn the heat on. I don't I've never I've never run into this issue. I guess the only the only context for me, because I crank my AC way the fuck down, because I have the reverse of this problem. I'm hot all of the time, mm-hmm. and if I'm having sex, I'm sweaty as fuck, and it's it's awful. No longer than embarrassed by it, it's just pretty unpleasant. Not trying to trip sweat into anybody's eyes. Uh, not, <laughs> not again. Uh, but so I've, I've like had sex, and after my partner been like, hey, it's like fucking cold. Can you like not have the AC at 68 degrees? And I'm like, I can't actually turn it up no, it's illegal uh you just get a fucking blanket or something going yeah like arthur said in the act you're fucking you're moving around and stuff if it is so cold in your place 
that you like after you're in the middle of sex and you're you're still fucking chilly turn the heat up slightly like i get it to fucking 65 or something Mm -hmm. you know you got you got a bigger problem if you're if you're still still cold during sex if it's an extremities thing throw some fucking socks on I don't fucking know. Everybody loves a hand job with a mitten. Put a fucking <laughs> oh, mitten on. <laughs> or just like, or just like, leave your fucking pants on. Like, leave your clothes on, you fucking virgin. You know, like, you don't have to get naked every time you have sex. Improvise, adapt, overcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there, there there's a bunch of options. Fucking leg warmers. I don't know. We we <laughs> had the question in one of our first episodes. The person was into having sex in onesies. Maybe mm-hmm. they were cold, and that's where that came from. Could be. That's actually a great solution, just FYI. Yeah. Both of you throw a fucking onesie on. Bingo. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> All right. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. I also like how this person says, I don't think this question is dumb. And fully <laughs> two sentences later says, I'm sorry, I know these questions are pretty dumb. <laughs> I don't think it's a dumb question. I just, just you know, sorry I, they're dumb. It 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 sorts itself out. I don't I don't know. I, <laughs> there's you got heat, you got fucking clothes and shit. I don't know. <clears throat> All right, what do we what do we have next? What we got next is uh, something of a downer. Something kind of hits close to my heart. Uh, is it normal <laughs> to cry when leaving your partner? I 22F often find that when I'm leaving my partner 21M I become upset to the point of tears when I have to leave him over summer we see each other every day but recently due to college we are separated this is only maximum one week at a time is it normal and that was posted by CamCons oh no Arthur you said this hit home why does this hit home for you cause man I get a little weepy <laughs> I'm a weepy man. I'm I cry large masculine tears sometimes when my That's partner hot. has to go away. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Um <laughs> we're like uh you know, you have a great day together or maybe, you know, she says like, "Well, I got to get home kind of early tonight. You know, I can't stay super late." And you feel the time starting to slip away and you just you're holding you're holding them real close and then they got to you know they got to go get dressed and you know you walk them out to the car and as they're driving away just like a single large masculine tear rolls down your cheek i've i've had that plenty that's a thing well when you put it like that i can't i can't not let it slide so i guess i guess it is okay when when you weep as a loved one leaves yeah were you going to see them later on that day, though? Because then that's a little weird. Later that day? No, that's not a thing. It's okay. like, oh, you, you got you to gotta go home, take a shower. No, no big deal. Take a shower here. Weird. but Large okay. masculine tear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's like overextended periods of time. Because yeah, like a if... week? Yeah. Isn't... Like my last relationship uh, had its issues. There was I had a lot of insecurity in it. And I didn't, you know. It was weird because, like, I, you know, we'd we'd see each other and then, you know, we lived actually extremely close to each other. We didn't manage to find a lot of time to be together. And, uh, you know, I, you know, she'd be going to leave and I wouldn't know when I was going to see her again. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It was hard, especially, you know, considering how insecure I was in the relationship. It was very difficult and not exactly healthy. Well, I think I would agree with that. That's the only reason I'm reluctant to agree with weeping being a good thing. Because whenever I did it, I've done it too in the past. And it's never, it never felt for me personally like I was coming from a healthy place to like be crying when, when I'd be separated from somebody. And I, I feel like I did that because I like subconsciously knew that like, um, you know, we might not see each other again. That's when I we when I really cry after I'm leaving someone. It's because I feel like I'm never going to see them again or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Same. I I have a distinct memory with this. I was in a long distance relationship for a year and a half in college that was pretty fucking unhealthy and distrusting. And I remember at the beginning, as things were starting to get bad, it would be it would be really good when we would see each other. Yeah. Everything would level out. And then, you know, we'd want it, whichever other one of us would fly to like our side of the country and it would get real fucking bad because the communication was horrible. There's this element of distrust. It just fucking sucked. And I distinctly remember uh, dropping this girlfriend off at the airport uh, in Dayton. It's like an hour away from uh, Ohio State where I was and just fucking sobbing the entire way back. And I remember laying in my bed when I got home and just laying there for like two fucking hours. Yeah. Just, uh and at the time, it's like, I just miss this person so much. But I think, Maria, I think it's what you said. I feel like it, it, there is like this subconscious element of like, you know, that this is going to get back to like this, the fundamental problem in the relationship, which is this distrust and lack of communication that the, that the distance makes worse, uh, yeah. makes worse. So I don't know. Some people are sensitive. Some people, you know, somebody leaves and emotions hit them really hard. I, I think that can be normal. But I think for, for most people, I, I don't know. I, w- I would just examine if this is coming from genuinely missing them. I'm saying this especially because you're both in the middle of college, and I think it's pretty common for distance college relationships to kind of fall apart, you know, because you're surrounded by kind of other people. And, and I, I, maintaining trust on that, it, it can be kind of difficult if, if somebody in the in the relationship's not trustworthy. So I would just examine where this feeling is coming from. Good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking got him. Fucking got him. (laughs) Uh, You know. Also, don't don't feel terrible about crying, though. I don't know. Like I said, maybe you just feel things strongly. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like if it's just one singular and masculine tear, that's totally acceptable. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. But if it's like, and I feel like you can't tell until you're like subjectively feeling it you know what kind of crying you're doing. Like, you know the kind of crying. It's like, damn, I had a good-ass time with them, you know, and I'm, like, so happy about it that I'm going to tear up a little bit. That's cool. But when you're, like, holy shit, uh, and you're, like, running through all these thought exercises as you're leaving about what they might do, what might not happen, how it might fall apart, then I think that's where the crying falls into, like, a more unhealthy um, realm or whatever. Right on. I I think that's a good breakdown of it. I also I also like the idea of the masculine tear just having like a flame decal on the side of it. <laughs> Maybe like a skull. Yeah. yeah. Rolls down. Yeah, yeah. Super sick punish. It's like it's, it's yeah. like a it's a tear with like a fucking Punishes. sports number. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking uh, nickelback plays that's running down your face. <laughs> oh okay. man. Okay. Let's well, I really wanted to do this last question, so let's zoom through this as we're coming up on the end of the episode. Uh 
on account of this is it's, it's just really it's really important information that I think that everybody should know. Mm-hmm. How do you clean up after quote unquote golden showers? <laughs> so uh, my boyfriend offered to add some piss action during sex because I told him I liked the smell of his urine after oh, he ejaculates. Not crazy about Whoa. it. Just smelled interesting. Whoa. He said it's a big <laughs> fetish of his. But people find it weird, so he kind of avoids talking about it. Um, so last night was his night, and he said he would like to empty his bladder over me. Honestly, this seemed harmless, and I didn't have anything against it. I was happy to satisfy him. We put a few towels over the bed, and at some point during sex, he got up, struggled a bit, and then pissed all over me. Overall, it was okay, I guess. The beginning was very erotic. The smell was nice, and the liquid was very warm and comfortable. But because it became colder after some time, we had to finish in the shower. Only after I entered the room again, I realized that piss was not only on the towels, but all over the floor, I mean, carpets, yeah. bookshelves. He seemed very happy with the whole thing, so I didn't express my anger, but I was really mad. Nothing was destroyed, but a lot of things had to be washed. It took me an hour with his help to clean everything up, and the room still kind of smells like piss. Disgusting <laughs> smell. He said it wasn't his intention to drench the room, but pissing with a boner is kind of hard for guys. I am already very busy, so the only way I'm doing it again is by making sure I can clean everything up with way less time and effort. Any advice on that? And that was posted by Mia Kalier... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good name okay <laughs> my mouth was agape the whole time you read that i well, swear you gotta be you gotta be careful when you're talking about golden showers oh, and you have your mouth agape get you really the hell be out of here because right now because right now we're in the paraphilia pantry that's right our segment where we talk about a paraphilia and i think it's it's customary for us to hit the wikipedia for a second uh so yeah, look up Golden Shower. I'm sure there's going to be some uh, art by Seed Feeder, and if you don't, know who that is, look up <laughs> Seed Feeder in your spare time because it's some fascinating shit. Or don't. Uh, <laughs> or uh, urolagnia, also known as urophilia, Golden Shower in water sports is a paraphilia in which sexual excitement is associated with the sight or thought of urine or urination. Uh, and it talks about the Greek roots. Blah blah blah. Uh, so during the activity, urine may be consumed or the person may bathe in it. Other mm-hmm. variations include arousal from wetting or seeing someone else urinate in their pants or underclothes or wetting the bed. Other forms of urolagnia involve a tendency to be sexually aroused by smelling urine-soaked clothing or body parts. In many cases, a strong correlation or conditioning arises between urine smell or sight in the sexual act. And for some individuals, the phenomena may include a diaper fetish and or arousal from infantilism. Another tie-in. To a previous paraphilia pantry. Oh boy, My. It, it sure is. Oh well, anybody into piss? We have any experts? Mm, no, I'm just oh, kind of, I'm just kind of pissed that there's people out there who are like finding partners who can like piss on them, and I can't find somebody to, like give me a back rub on demand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fucking single. This guy's got a. You know, a girlfriend he can he can pee on, and she doesn't, and she doesn't even get mad. Get mad, yeah. <laughs> like she's like, "Oh my god, he peed on my art." 
but you know, we cleaned it afterwards, but it still smells like urine. Yeah, how do we, and she's down for the future. How how can we do this more concisely? Okay, because I I'm not I'm not 100 percent like against it. Like I can get where this is coming from. I can't personally do this because I'm super pee shy. Like I can barely. We've discussed this before. Like I can't fucking piss in a urinal. I don't think I could just piss on somebody. I don't think that would work. Uh, but I, they make they make products for this. People wet the bed, get some fucking you know rubber ash sheets or whatever yep. they are. Yep. Put a tarp down. Mm-hmm. Tarp. I don't know. I feel like the mitigating factor here is that also how the okay like yeah it's hard to piss with a boner. How the fuck did he shoot it all over the damn room though? Mm-hmm. Like you can aim at least a little bit. Fuck. That is true. Put a tarp down. Put a tarp over like the the things that you care about. Maybe just keep this in the fucking shower. I think this solves all your issues. Uh, it's all about preparation. I don't think there's a quick way to just clean up piss. But like, what if you got caught up in the moment? You know, like, and I'm not defend. I mean, I don't know if I want to defend Please it defend or not. Him. I'm not Please attacking him, him, but I'm also not defending him. But I'm just curious, like, you know, sometimes you get lost in the ecstasy and the euphoria or whatever. Maybe that happened and, you know, he couldn't control his hose. <laughs> and voila, you know, there's urine on the walls. That's true. That's true. Uh, his aim was interrupted. It's like you're playing uh, Battlefield or something. You hit the hold <laughs> your breath button. But once, you know, once that runs out, then your scope's going all over the place. Exactly. Right? Maybe he shot up the whole room. Exactly. I, I couldn't. That's great. Yeah. I would, I would <laughs> like to return briefly to the Wikipedia because this is the first time I've seen this. Um, there's a section in the Wikipedia article on urolognia uh, called Notable Cases. Hmm. Interesting. R. Kelly. And, and it, yeah. just, it just puts some fucking people on blast in this fucking thing, <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> so uh, Chuck Berry, an American musician who was uh, featured urinating on a woman in a sex tape and who was sued for videotaping dozens of women in the bathroom of a restaurant he owned. Yeah, he was a creep. Fucking yeah, sucks. total creep. That sucks that Chuck Berry sucks that bad. Yeah, um, it does. Here's a fun one. Ricky Martin. Huh. He gave an interview with Blender Magazine in which he stated that he enjoyed giving the golden shower. <laughs> Ricky. And Ricky, how did that come up in an interview, uh, bud? What the fuck? I'll never right. see him the same. No, you can't now. <laughs> uh, and one final one here. Uh, Patrice O'Neill. American stand-up comedian who on several occasions mentioned his appreciation for golden sour showers, even stating that his girlfriend noticed that his urine tasted like birthday cake. <laughs> I want to and try apparently that. That's, and apparently that's how he came to find out he suffered from diabetes. Oh, fuck. Your piss is really sweet. Huh. I wonder what that's about. Oh, diabetes. <laughs> Damn. Then he fucking died, right? And then he died from the diabetes. Yeah. Holy, Holy shit. Yeah. This is the wildest Wikipedia page I've ever fucking it's seen. Hardcore. I've seen all of the seed feeder pages. <laughs> rest okay, in well, rest in piss, Patrice O'Neill. Rest in piss, Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking I like him. Piss one out okay, for Patrice. Get... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's concentrate the, like concentrated urine. Let's concentrate this down to like just a quick stream of advice here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. These oh, are awesome. oh fuck. All right. If your boyfriend's pee smells fucking sweet, you know, get him to the doctor. Yep. Put some fucking tarps and shit. The towels are just gonna absorb it. I don't know. You can wash the towels though, but I think it's gonna bleed through. It's gonna bleed get, through. Like, 
Yeah, get get some plastic sheet. Just keep it in the shower, I feel like, because the fucking... Like you said, it gets cold. I mean, maybe that crosses over to the question from earlier. Wear some socks or something, but then they're going to get pee on them, too. Uh, just do it in the shower. You can have the... You turn the water on right there. It's just going to go down the drain. I don't know. You wouldn't just piss in your own goddamn room normally. <laughs> no. And it's going to be even messier in this situation. I don't know. Put some tarps down if you really have to. Just fucking take a shower. If not... Uh, oh, here we go. A fucking update. Thanks for all the responses, guys. We're going to do it in the shower from now on, like many of you suggested. Fucking hell yeah. I'm a piss expert. We actually found some pretty cheap, big waterproof fabric pillows to put in the shower room. We have a room instead of a cabin for showering. Very practical. Okay. Whoa. Because the tiles are quite uncomfortable. That sounds these luxurious. Bougie, these fucking bougie pissers. Goddamn. Wow. All right. I want to get go. for all you Euro Lenagia folks out there. There's your fucking advice. Hell yeah. Fully noted. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're taking notes. Maria, thank you for being with us. This was fucking excellent. Uh, thank you for having me guys. Really. It was such a blast talking and making jokes with you. Oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good fucking times. We, we were planning this for a few weeks too. And, uh, I fucking I had the microphone today too, but you weren't fucking. I forgot you were getting the the tattoo. Yeah. So we uh, we got some use for my old microphone. I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we had it come together. Yeah, it like I told well. you, Maria, that's that's the best fucking compliment we've got on this show. So we we appreciate you. Oh well, I'll keep listening for sure. Um, this is like one of my my staple podcasts now. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck yeah! yeah. Fuck that makes yeah! Makes us happy. Love to hear it. Mm-hmm. I'll put I'll put too if you'd like to follow uh, Maria on Instagram you can go at Maria underscore underscore Sene S E N E it's two underscores right that's right all right I got a good fucking memory I remember <laughs> underscore numbers hell yeah <laughs> uh, shoot her a follow if you want to wonderful people yes folks I'm gonna remind you once again uh, go and leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice give us five whatevers and uh, it'll help us get listed and. Uh, help uh, more listeners come into the show. We want to. We want to make sure the advice gets out to everybody. You know, you don't want to hoard this advice. Absolutely. Uh, everybody's everybody's got to know about that golden shower setup. <laughs> uh, we're actually at twenty-one fucking five stars now. We were at like ten. I don't know a couple weeks back. So thank you. Good shit. Thank you so much. Uh, should also let everyone know that our intro song is the song "Hanging On" by the band Nowhere, and that you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. Uh, and our outro music is uh, the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows. Go on Spotify, look up the Hayfellows. It's three words. Hey, Space Fellows. I, I love you guys for listening. And uh, another big thanks to Maria for coming on the show. Love Thank it. you, guys. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you again next week. Sorry this one was late. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. Hey, a little a little footnote too. Maria loves uh, Simpsons memes. She's always uh, telling me how much she appreciates it when I put them in my story. So if you follow her on Instagram, send her a whole bunch of those. I'd rather my grandpa. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! All Perfect. right, goodbye. <laughs>